You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Well, Natalie, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. What can I answer for you today? So I wanted to know more about like applying as a non-traditional student okay. um, in terms of like upward trends of GPA. What is considered a significant upward trend? What is not? What are they really looking for? How much does the undergrad GPA matter in that case? Yeah. So define upward trend and kind of give me a rundown of, of what your GPA looks like now. Sure. So I... Um, I majored in business in undergrad and I got a 3.24 GPA Okay. and I didn't take any, there was no science. Well, there was one science class. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. So that's, that's the saving grace, right? Is business not going to impact your science GPA much? Actually the one science class I took, which was microbiology online, I ended up getting an A. So nice. that counts were okay. <laughs> so, okay. But the overall GPA was a 3.24. Okay. And right now, I'm a little more than halfway through the prereq science courses. I'm doing them at a community college as a DIY like postdoc program. Okay. And I'm sitting at a 3.8 right now. Okay. Um, now I'm taking a summer class with um, a summer organic chemistry class. Where okay. I'm most likely going to pull a B. So I calculated it, and it's going to drop to 3.7. Oh no! So we're going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're going backwards. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, you know, from going to like a 3.24 to a 3.7, I only have three classes left after this organic chemistry class. Okay. And in those three classes, I calculated realistically, if I get two A's and a B, it would mm -hmm. stick at a 3.7 because yeah. of how many credits each one yep. is worth. So going from 3.24 to 3.7, I mean, is that a pretty strong upward trend? Is it not? Yeah. Still get straight A's, so. Yeah, so your, your situation is is great because your initial mediocre 3.2-ish GPA was non-science. And so exactly. your science GPA is going to be solid 3.7, whatever, right? So that's a yeah, solid correct. science GPA. And then you also have this cumulative GPA, which um, if you haven't done, you can go to whatsmygpa.com and it'll it'll give you the little graph and show you everything. Uh, but for everybody watching and listening, it can do that as well. Um, your cumulative GPA is going to kind of be potentially flatline whatever those trends look like right. in your first undergrad, if there was any big uh, uh, valleys or peaks or whatever. Um, but you will go from kind of a 3.2, let's say it's pretty flat, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and then 3.7 for however many credits for your postback. And so that's going to look solid. It To me, the story is, okay, this student wasn't super engaged early on, wasn't right. maybe potentially sure what she wanted to do. This student maybe knew what she wanted to do in business, but understood that grades really didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and so there, there are so many stories that can be told from yeah. looking at a transcript and going, okay, these are all business classes. The grades are right. mediocre and it's business. Like yeah. when, you, when you go out, uh, Google's not really going to ask you for your your GPA. They, they want to know uh, what your skill set is. So right. um, I, you're fine. Right, as long as you're doing everything else appropriately, right? The the GPA is just one part of right. your of 
application, all right? You have your GPA, your MCAT, your activities are huge. So are you making sure that all of those other things are looking good as well? Yes, I'm trying my best. Okay. <laughs> I definitely have, I have extracurriculars that I think are pretty strong. I've been told by some, like a few professors and stuff like that, that they think that they would look really good on the application. Okay. But they're definitely very unique extracurriculars. Like, I don't even know what category to really put them in. They're okay. a little bit different than the traditional, let's say. So I don't know if that's a good or bad. Thing. Okay. I don't know if that's going to play for me or against me. Yeah. But I definitely have some unique stuff there. And as for the MCAT, I'm taking that in four weeks. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've, you know, I've really tried hard um, to do a lot of practice exams and yep. study. And I finally crossed the 500 on my last practice exam. So okay. I think with, um, as soon as this class ends, which is next week, I have three solid weeks of absolutely nothing but MCAT studying. And okay. I've already crossed the 500. So I okay. think that if I really put effort in, I can definitely get that. I'm aiming for 510. Okay. I don't know if that's completely score, doable. Score, I don't really yeah, know. <laughs> no, it's a good score. Uh, at the average now as we're recording this for AAMC, the, the, the latest report is 511.2 for, for matriculants. Um, okay. That's for AAMC. So for MD schools, DO schools is around a 504. I forget the exact number there. Um, okay. And so DO schools look um, and favor a lot of other factors, uh, much right. more than the MCAT, and just kind of historically of uh, self-perpetuating prophecy of students with higher MCAT scores potentially not applying right. to DO schools anyway. Uh, it just kind of perpetuates right. those trends. Um, Activity-wise, it's great. So as we're recording this, it's mid-July. You're taking yeah. your MCAT in August. Are you applying August this 17th. current cycle or next cycle? So I'm going to, I don't know. That's okay. too late for this cycle. So that, that tells me you haven't submitted your application yet. No, 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 I haven't. Okay. I'm looking at um, a couple of schools actually based in Israel that are like American programs. I don't know, if, you know, like Sackler that's yep. tied with New York. Yep. So they their applications are opening right now. So I'm thinking of applying to them right now and then maybe a couple of the schools in the U.S. I don't know, it's kind of late in the application cycle. Yeah. And then applying to the U.S. schools in the next application cycle as soon as it opens and then so, make my decision from there. So tell me your thought process on the Israeli schools. Yeah. So um, basically my husband is Israeli, so okay. it makes sense for us. He wants to move back, so it yep. just makes sense that, you know, it's a good fit for me. And I kind of felt like my GPA and, and MCAT, I don't know how competitive it is. So I know that those schools might be, a, and Sackler is pretty competitive, but it's definitely, I think a little less competitive than U S schools. Yep. So, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of a higher chance to get into those schools as well. Um, so well, your, your GPA is outstanding, right? So to say that so? you had, yeah, no, it is right. Cause your, your science GPA is outstanding. That's going to far outweigh your lower cumulative GPA. And right. your previous kind of all other GPA, which is going to be 3.2-ish, 3.3-ish, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so so you, you're already starting the process kind of um, uh, confidence level super low, right? And you can't. Yeah. You, you have to start it high knowing that, look, I'm a competitive applicant. Um, we need to get your MCAT score uh, a, yeah. a little bit boosted, and we can talk a little bit about your prep uh, sure. kind of plans. Okay. But from a GPA perspective, I, I know that was kind of like your main question coming into this. Yeah. Your GPA is the least of your concerns, okay. period. So 
let's say like something goes wrong and it drops to 3.6 instead of oh it's terrible terrible so so what is (laughs) and i'm joking about being terrible it's considered good or bad i have no idea i didn't come from like an undergrad yeah like med school was what i wanted to do my whole life i'm non-traditional i don't really have a lot of guidance i have no idea what's considered good or bad so the average matriculant right so students who are getting into and starting medical school is around a 3.7 for the AAMC. Right, okay. so you're right there. For the science GPA? For, I think it's uh, all GPA. I haven't looked through the so data in, in a month or two. Um, okay. The, the science GPA and cumulative GPA are relatively close, with cumulative GPA being just a little bit higher, just kind of uh, on average. Right. Um, your GPA is fine. What what okay. may be concerning to me, if, if you um, drop down and got a C, right, in something, your last right. semester, it's like, ooh, like where did that C come from? What happened? If you're if you're stumbling into the finish line, uh, right. that could right. potentially be a question for me. But okay. your GPA is not a concern, okay. right? So get that out of your head. Okay. So, okay. Um, what is a concern is again, we're recording mid July. You're taking yeah. the MCAT mid August. Your MCAT yeah. score is not going to come back until mid September. September. You haven't submitted your application yet. Have you written personal statement, activities, yeah. any of that stuff? I have. You have written all of those. Yeah. Why haven't you submitted your application yet? Because your confidence um, isn't there? Yeah, well, I felt like, you know, with the MCAT, I feel like it's going to be too late this cycle. You know, like you, you always talk about yeah. submitting like at the very beginning of the cycle. Yep. And, you know, I think I think that most of the seats will be filled by then. And Good. I'm not, you know, I'm competitive, but I'm not that strong. Yeah. Like yeah. An applicant, so. Perfect thought process, right? For right. me, a mid-August MCAT date is just too late for the yeah. current cycle. So right. if if I were you, I would not apply to medical school this cycle, including the Israeli right. schools, um, and and take the MCAT. If you are not getting the scores that you want within a couple weeks of your MCAT date before you can yeah. reschedule or cancel and, and kind of get some money back, yeah. Uh, then cancel uh, or okay. reschedule, push it out. Because if you're not applying this cycle, then the MCAT isn't really a rush. And right. so I'd rather you be prepared for the MCAT than take it yeah. because you, quote unquote, need to take it right now. Um, right. I wouldn't apply to Sackler. I, I did some mock interviews with a student who got into Sackler recently. Um, he wanted to go to uh, Israel. He's been to Israel a bunch, uh, obviously Jewish, and, and wanted to go yeah. to Israel and be there for a while. Your husband is Israeli. The The question is, does he want to stay in Israel, or does he just want to go hang out in Israel for a couple of years before no, you no, come he, back? He would, prefer to, he would prefer to move back. To the States. If that was an option. Yeah. To, and, to Israel. Oh, okay. So if you yeah. look at, and, and and I have a very limited understanding just from this one student I was working with, yeah. uh, having some conversations with him, Sackler really doesn't want you to stay in Israel, right? They want to train students to and then come back to the States and spread the Sackler name and go, hey, this is awesome. I'm practicing here in the U.S. I went to Israel. Um, and so if you don't have a strong message that says, Hey, I'm going to come back to the States and, and practice yeah. and, and be a good alumnus, 
then there are some potential issues there. But really the biggest thing for me is that you're an international medical graduate, right? You're an IMG, just like Caribbean grads are IMGs, just like going to Australia or wherever, right? Right. Uh, You're an IMG and that's just automatically based on how our residency system is set up. It automatically puts you at a disadvantage. Right. And to to want to do that or kind of have that as your first choice for me just doesn't make sense. If you were like, you know, I just love Israel. I'd love to be there for four years, although you're really only there for two years, right? Because you come back and you do rotations in New York typically. Only, only for the fourth year for four months. Fourth year for four months is when you come back? Yeah. Okay. So you're there for a long time. So if you're like, I, I want to be in Israel. That's just where I want to be. I, I, I know the risks. Great. Right. As long as you kind of know the risks of what you're doing and you're you're okay with those risks. Yeah. Then go for it. Uh, the other question potentially comes up, well, what are you interested in doing? Right. If you're interested in something that's just not competitive, like family practice, internal medicine, great. Go for it. As an international medical graduate, you do well on the boards, you're a, a U.S. citizen, you will probably be okay. If you're interested in a super competitive specialty like dermatology, orthopedics, uh, neurosurgery, right? Getting into those specialties is hard no matter who you are, and then even harder as an IMG because the the assumption from from the program director standpoint, the assumption is well, you weren't good enough to get into a U.S. medical school, so why should we even look at you as an as an IMG? Right. And you just don't right. want to. You don't want to put that stigma on yourself. And there are amazing IMGs. <laughs> I fight this battle every day, right? Going, even though I'm telling you not to go to Israel, even though I'm, I would say the Caribbean shouldn't be your first or second or third choice, right? Um, yeah. You, there are amazing physicians who come from those places. Right. It doesn't mean you're not going to be a good doctor. It just means it puts you at a disadvantage to to right. start this process coming back to the states. Right. So you tell me, I, I want to go into allergy immunology. So I'm okay. guessing that's an internal med. Yep. So it's an internal medicine fellowship. Um, so you would go to internal medicine again. So so not super competitive. Again, potentially unless you want to be in a competitive environment. So then when you look at the least or, or less competitive specialties, yeah. then it's like, okay, well, as an IMG, do you want to be in New York City? Do you want to be in LA? Do you want to be in the Bay Area? Do you want to be in Boston, right? And then it's like, well, even yeah. though it's internal medicine, it's still going to be super competitive because of the okay. location of the programs. Right, right. And so if you are uh, interested in internal medicine to follow follow on with uh, a fellowship, great. Then the next question is, where in the country do you want to do your training? And if you're okay being in the Midwest, if you're okay being in the South, if you wherever, right? The, some of the, the lower competitive areas, you'll probably be fine. And I would say okay. go go enjoy yourself and, and have fun in Israel for, <laughs> for three and a half years. Right. Right. That makes sense. That, Mazel tov. Go have go have fun. <laughs> yeah. So no, what what do you think when I say that? that? Need to think about. That I definitely need to you know, that's a consideration. You mm-hmm. see the thing is I love living in Israel too. I lived there before and all my family's from there. But if I do residency in Israel, I can't practice in the U.S. And it's very important for me to have an MD from the U.S. 
So that's why even if I go to med school there, I want to do residency in the U.S. Even if I end up yep. moving back to Israel after, I need to do the residency in the U.S. Yeah. Um, it's, I, can, I can practice in Israel if I do it here, but I can't practice here if I do it there. Yeah. We, we have a very uh, elitist medical system here that says yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we want people trained in the States to take care of our people in the States. Um, right. And other countries are like, yeah, come on, come on in. Uh, but but it's also yeah. right. It, I, again, I I don't know uh, the Israeli medical system well enough to go. Well, they will accept a U.S. trained physician. Will they accept an an Indian trained physician? Right? Or is it yeah, just yeah. U.S. because we have a, a very good training system here? Exactly. Right? I'm not going to say right. our medical system is the best in the world because it's not. <laughs> um, but but we have a great training setup here. Um, so uh, it's just an elitist thing that we have that we, we only want. And it's part of it is because we, we have a lot of, um, we have plenty ish of supply for our residency slots. We are projected right. to have a big physician shortage. And so there could be a time, uh, and, and there have been in the past where, people who are trained outside of the States uh, doing residency outside of the States are kind of granted a, a license because we just, we need them. Um, right. And so that, that potentially is in the future, but for where you are now coming back, doing your residency here will obviously open up the most doors for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I definitely have some decisions to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to talk for a minute about your MCAT prep and where you're going with that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's, let's talk about that. So, you, you just crossed the 500 barrier. Your test is yeah. in a month. Yeah. What are the plans for the next month? So, um, I crossed the 500 barrier. I got, I got to 503 was the last exam I took. And that was my, let me see one, two, fifth full length exam. So I've taken quite a few already. And, okay. um, I started my first full length. I think I got like a 482 or something. It was so low. Yeah. So I've raised it quite a lot. Good. Um, in a short amount of time. So I'm pretty confident that I can keep raising it. I think okay. my organic chemistry class that I'm taking now is definitely going to help me raise the score because I was missing organic chemistry like completely. Yeah. And, um, so I already have the seven books from Kaplan and okay. I took the three full lengths from Kaplan and okay. then I bought six full lengths from Next Step and okay. I took the first two so far. Okay. And the second one is the one where I got 503. Okay. And so I think that for this last week, I'm kind of going to focus on not studying for the MCAT and just studying for my final. So I make sure I get a B in class and then taking the next three weeks to completely study every single day, eight to 10 hours on the MCAT okay. only yeah, and taking a lot of full length. So yeah. my plan is I have four full lengths left from next step. And then I want to do the three from AAMC and I want to do those last. Okay. So I have seven full lengths left. I want to do all seven in those three weeks okay. and review them. Okay. And, um, there's some topics, you know, I've taken five full lengths already. I've noticed certain themes that come up in every exam yep. and certain, you know, subjects that I know I need to learn or review. Yep. And so there's a couple things that I need to do some content on. Yeah. So I'm also going to focus on those. So that's, that's kind of my plan. Yeah. So to me, just hearing that plan, I'm automatically going, just push back your test date, right? Seven really? full lengths in three weeks. <laughs> that's a crap ton. <laughs> that That's a lot because remember the, the biggest 
the the biggest benefit of a full length is not taking the full length, it's reviewing it. It's going over it. It's yeah. going over it. And so if you think, okay, seven full lengths, that's seven days. Yeah. Two days to fully review a full length. You're at 21 days, right? So that's three days total, right? For but each full I, length. I, I can take, I can review in one day. I've done that you you can. Can you do it? Yeah. Can you review properly in one day? Yeah. And I would probably I tell you. Every, every exam, my score has gone up after reviewing. Okay. Every exam. It's so still a 503. Five. It is, yeah. It's <laughs> right? It's so, so, right. ideally, okay. two days to review. Yes. But, but reviewing it isn't then going and learning the material that right. you haven't, that, that you recognize from the review. It's like, oh, I have a deficiency right. in this area. Right? Oh, I have to go right. and, and relearn my amino acids. I have to go and relearn whatever physics equations, whatever. Yeah. Right? And so if, if in, in an ideal timeline, you have for each test, one day to take it, two days to review, yeah. and then okay. probably two to three days of content review based on right. the test review. And right. so now you're at five or six days. You're almost at a week. Yeah. For each test. And that's where students go wrong in, in my mind with their test prep is they go, I'm going to cram in okay. seven tests in three weeks <laughs> and and I'm going to be good because I took seven full lengths. Right. And they just yeah. look at that that total number without actually looking at what they did. Right. So so I'm a baseball player. Right. I, I love baseball. Grew up playing baseball. Still play baseball. If if I go and and I know over the course of a week I need to hit the batting cages and hit a thousand balls over the course of a week, right? I can go and do it in one day and go, okay, yeah. I hit a thousand balls, but my last 600 swings or 700 swings are going to be horrible because I'm exhausted and my yeah. muscles are, right. are tired and my hands are torn up because I have blisters, right? right. And that's, that's what you're doing by saying, I, I have these seven full lengths. I'm going to cram them in. I got three weeks. I'm, yeah. So so just think about it, right? In, in my mind, right. I, I always want to set you up for success. And setting you up for success is knowing that if you're not going to apply this cycle, you don't have to take the MCAT in August. Yeah, it's right. going to cost you a little bit of money to reschedule it, but I'd rather you reschedule it than try to cram all of this test prep in before the MCAT and potentially go in burnt out because you're cramming it all in, potentially right. go in defeated because your scores are potentially going to plateau because you're getting yeah. burnt out. So there's just, there's so many reasons not to take it and almost no reasons to take it in August. Right. Right. That makes sense. And I mean, do you think that it's because I'm trying to cram the seven tests or do you think that seven more tests are even necessary? Like how many full lengths should someone take? It, it depends on, on what's going on with your reviews. Right. If you're okay. reviewing and it's it's just stupid mistakes, right? And it's just like, oh, I, I should have known that yeah. or I did know that, but for some reason I, I didn't get to the right answer soon enough or uh, didn't get to the right answer for whatever reason, then potentially right. more full links will help you try to make those switches in your head to go, okay, I'm understanding the way the test is being written now and I, I know where to right. go from here. Um, in that case, more tests yeah. will help. If okay. it is a content issue where you're like, I keep missing all the same questions because I don't know this yeah. material, et cetera. <laughs> then more tests aren't going to help. More tests are just going to show you that you need to do more content review. 
Right. Uh, in, in my mind, do you need to take 10, 11, 12 full-length exams? No, not really. I, I think okay. five, six, seven full-length exams for the majority of students is going to be plenty. Um, okay. But you're still at a score where I'd want you to improve. And so more full lengths right. potentially will help you improve if if it is um, if kind of an understanding of the test and how it's written and how to think through the process. Right, right. That makes sense. W what score do you think I should like aim for with consideration? 528. And things like that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> everyone should be shooting for a 528. You're right. Um, you're it, right. I, I don't I don't really play that game of oh your GPA is is a three point seven uh, your science GPA is a three point seven so you should shoot for a, a five whatever MCAT score you want to get as high as you can get so if you can get a five ten awesome you can get a five fifteen right, amazing that makes sense right a higher MCAT score is only going to help you right right that makes sense but what do you think is like too low to apply with too low to like, apply with is less than five hundred yeah. in my mind less than five hundred yeah. okay. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. If you want a podcast dedicated to everything pre-med, go check out the pre-med years at medicalschoolhq.net.